0: Greetings, and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shem and Dafiomi. My name is Yitzchak Yat Shalom. We're now on Masachet, Eruvien, Manalf, in Masechet, Eruvin, Daflam Aleph, Aleph, near the bottom of the Amud. About to begin our study of the second Mishnah of this, is the third Barak. And this Mishnah should look very familiar. It's a Mishnah that shows up in different forms, in Brachot, in Shabbat, in Pesachim, and also here in Eruvin. <makes> So, you can use dmai for an eruv, you can use maaserishon that had its trumat maaser taken from it, and maaser shenei or Hekdesh that were redeemed. You could use them for maaser, for, uh, for eruv, and this should of course be obvious except in the case of dmai. Vakoanim bechala, they can use chala for their dmai, for their eruv. Avaloba tevel, you can't use tevel. Lo maaserishon, plundersomatov, lo maaser shenei viktosh, Niftu. So, Tebel, which did not have any of the Matanot taken from it, certainly. Uh, or maserishon that did not have the trumat maser taken. Or maser Sheinim Hektesh, that were not redeemed, cannot be used. And that, again, seems fairly obvious. So let's see. D'Mai, HaDol chazile. So you're not allowed to eat my Why is D'Mai valid for an So, Boy Oni. Since if you wanted to, you could, on the spot, disown everything you have, and become a poor person, and then, chazile, and then you're allowed to eat Tmai. So therefore, so therefore, it's fit for you now, which is why we said if you eat D'mai, you can join a Zimun, and that D'mai can be moved on Shabbat, it's, and D'mai could, if you ate uh, Matzah from D'mai, then New Yotze, etc. Did none. We have the Mishnah in D'mai. Machilim atanim D'mai, v'tachsanya D'mai. And famously, Mavuna, Tana, he has a different version. of it. machilim atanim D'mai, v'tal me'machilim so that's Beit Hillel's opinion. That's the halacha. Okay, maser is not trumot pshita. So lotzricha shikdimo b'shibolin. We're talking about a case where the lady, uh came to the owner and got his maser out in the field. When alam menot trumot maser v'lo alam menot He took his one tenth of his maser to give to the coin, but trumag was never taken from this because it never got that part never got into the granary. In that case, there is no obligation of When the levy gets his maser, he has to take maser maser. The Drusha is Only one gift. So now, famously, I'm say famously because this appears in all of those sukyot. uh The base sukkot seems to be the one in brachot. What if the levy got to the granary before the coin? So again, the Levi has no obligation to separate Shumah because only Ma'aser min HaMaser. So he said, regarding that case, Abaye said to Rav Papa, uh, the Torah says you always have to take truma. So raita, So why do you distinguish between getting it in the field and getting it in the granary? The answer is high gun or high low It's not yet corn until it comes into the granary. At that point, all the obligations apply to all of it. And therefore, if the levy God is maser, he has to make sure truma is taken from it along with truma maser. Now, that should be obvious that if Masershenikte and Hekteish were redeemed, you could use them. So, Tanta you pay the value, but you have to pay an extra fifth as a fine or as a payment. And chomesh ma'kev, it teaches you that the redemption does not depend on that fifth; it's just a debt. And therefore, if you didn't pay the fifth, it's already considered redeemed, and you could use it. Now, Avaloba Tevel, you can't use Tevel. They skipped over the, the Kohanim, because that's fairly obvious. Pshita, so, Lotzricha, Be Tevel, Tevel, Me, Even if it's Tevel, Duabonon. So, for instance, you had something planted in a planter that's sealed. And therefore, the only obligation of Chumotomasot is Abanan. And therefore even that you can't use. Vlot Masari Shon Shalon Natramato. Subshita should be obvious. The answer is Lotsuchash Timobakrivan Talam Menu Tramat Maserv and Lam Menu So we're, what we're saying is that the case of Masari Shon Shalon Natramato is really a case where you took the Tramant Maserva, not Trumagdola and it was at the granary, not on the field, like Rapapa's challenge to a bay. So the answer is that Abaye's answer makes that distinction. Um, Let's say you used a slug where it's got value of the metal but it's got no image or mint of a coin. You should literally... Torah says you should tie the money together, but the drosha is has to be silver that has an image on it, of a coin. And Karka. if you redeemed Hektesh on karka, this is the famous non-pasuk that's quoted in all of these sugyot, um, because it's really an amalgamation of two pasukim put together, but the point is that hekdesh cannot be redeemed on karka, must be redeemed on coins. Okay? Now, Next to Mishnah, let's say that you sent your Eruv with an incompetent person, or there were a group, we'll identify them forthwith, who did not accept the principle of Eruv. He doesn't believe in Eruv. Ain't no Eruv. It's not a good Eruv, because you can't rely that they're going to do it. If you told another guy, make sure to get the Eruv from this guy, meaning, you've got this other guy out in, in the in the sticks, waiting for the Eruv, so he can set it up for you. And you tell him, make sure to get it from and the and of the then it's valid. Okay. Katan lo, does the kid not work? is allowed to collect the Eruv. Now that word, gove, should give it away. So, meaning for an of Tchumin, where he's going out a distance and putting it down, and chumin may be doraita. Therefore, a katan doesn't work. When can a child collect the eruv? And that word collection should you give it away. When it's eruv, which is all de'rabanan. And therefore, we allow the, uh, the katan, uh, to collect it from the rest of the people who live there. And, um, and since there are any, in any case, Combining the Rishiyot, and this is really something of a formality, therefore, we're not that it's a katan. All right, now, the next line in the Mishnah said, Misha mm-hmm. she'inu moda be'eruv, man, who is eduachis Kutai, the kutim, the shamronim, who did not accept the prince of Eruv, they rejected much of the Mesorah, or almost all the Mesorah, of Torah Shemalpeh. So the Mishnah said that if you told somebody else to get the Eruv from this incompetent or non-believer, as it were, it's okay. But maybe the kid won't get it to him. In other words, you're not checking up with the guy later to make sure it got there. In another context said, we're, we're, we're talking about a case where you're standing and you actually watch the entire transaction. By, by the way, you could ask, in such a case, why don't you take it yourself? And Maybe it's a distance, but you're able to see it. Why aren't we concerned that your friend on the other end won't take it from him? In other words, all you see is you see the guy walking towards your friend. Why aren't you concerned your friend on the other end won't take it? And he said this in another context. We have a chazaka that a shliach always does what we send him to do. No, where were those original statements originally made? We said about the following: the Tanya. Let's say that in the very bizarre case, <coughs> but Netano, we're talking about an the Let's say you trained an animal and you gave it to your elephant or to your monkey, and he took the eruv. It's obviously not an eruv. But if you told another guy, my monkey's going to be arriving with the eruv, go get it from him. That's fine because you got a person on one end, a person on the other end. And then we ask the question: Maybe the monkey won't bring it to him. We're watching the whole, the whole uh, march of the monkey. Maybe your friend won't take it from him. Good. Now, this issue, that we can always rely on a shaliyach to complete his mission, is subject to some discussion. When it's an issue, which is Oreita, we do not accept the principle that shliach will complete his mission. We shall so free. If it's a rabbanan, then we will accept that. Which, of course, would then affect Eruv Tchumin, if you hold Tchumin's Doraita. Rav Sheshit, who is Rav Nachman's chavir, disagreed with him and said, we always accepted a shliach. We can rely on a shliach doing a Rav Sheshit, now I'll prove it to you. We have the famous Mishnah in Menachot. Remember that the eating new grain that has sprouted since the last Omer was brought on Tetzain Zayin Benisan is prohibited until the next year when the Omer is brought on Tetzain Zayin Benisan. The minute it's brought, you're allowed to eat Chadash. People who live far away from Sholeim who don't have direct access to seeing the Corbin brought can eat from midday on, which means they're relying on the Beitin that the Beitin did it by midday. And the Yisra of Chadash is And so we see that people far away are relying on the agency of the Baitin to do it on time. And you see, Rav Nachman, that even in the Dalaita, we see except Shlaya Choseh So Rav Nachman's answer would be, The rest of the Mishnah says the reason that you can eat Kharash after midday is because everybody knows that the Baitin is not lazy about this and gets it done right away. Alright, so now, that means that this proof could actually be turned inside out. The Ikadamri, so some actually read, the Mishnah in Menachot is supporting Rav Nachman. In other words, the fact that the Mishnah had to add, that people know, this is a case that's sweet generous, that people know that the Beit Din is very careful to do the, the, uh, Omer on time, So Beitin the lomitzats and it's because it's the Beitin hashliach mitatzal bove that means a regular shliach you can't rely on. So so how would Rav should answer that? Meaning why do you need to add yodin shein Beitin datsthin bo sheishomarlah Beitin ad palge dioma? Meaning that the right the Beitin is better. Meaning if I sent the shliach and I said get this done today, so if it's the Beitin I know that by midday they do it because there's resim. Shliach kuleyoma. So maybe the shliach won't do it first thing, but by the end of the day he'll do it. So in other words, I could rely on the shliach. The the line about Beitim in Beitim Natslein helps me eat chadash from midday on, and I don't have to wait till the end of the day. Okay, I'm Rav Sheishet. So now Sheshit comes with another attack. Manami, now I'll prove to you that Chazaka Shliachoseshliyuto applies even to Doraita. The Tanya Ishashelal leda uziva. Let's say that a woman had a, a, a given birth or had been a zada, and in any case, she has to bring her birds. She brings her money, she puts it into the box. She can go to the mikvah and she can eat kodshim that night. Why? Because she knows that the kohanim are going to take, that shofar is for kinim. They're going to take the money, and they're immediately going to bring the korban that day, and she will already be not mechusaki kippur anymore. She'll be able to eat him. Because let's say a woman had a boy and it's after 40 days. Or a Zav after she counted seven clean days on the eighth day. So Rav Shesha says, you see in a Dal Raita, we rely on the Shaliyah. Here the Shaliyah pin the Kohanim. That's a special rule of Rav Shmaiya. A special rule, a special assumption about the Kohanim's Beitin. But they do not leave the mikdash until all the money is used up. Meaning, anybody who gave a donation that day for any special purpose, they use it up right away. So again, that doesn't reflect on the general issue of chazaka Shliya osesh lichuto or not. Amar comes with yet another attack. if a guy says you can go and collect some teinim from my fig tree. Arai, the guy can eat them without taking masrot vadai and then he could take masrot from them vadai right because um, because he collected them himself and then when he brings them into his house he could take masrot vadai but if he says, but if he says take this basket and fill it up with figs from my fig tree mehan arai then he can eat from them alright. meaning until he gets home, or asran d'mai. And when he gets home he has to separate them as d'mai. Because that means that it may be that masrot were taken. Now, who's the Amharits here? The guy with the tree? Or the guy or his friend with the basket? Av'al ochel rebi. says, if it's a haver, that if he says take it from the basket, you could eat and not have to take masrot at all. Rabbi's father, he said the opposite. He says the opposite. That when do we say you take it as dmai if it's an am haaretz. But if it's a chaver, meaning the owner of the tree, you can't take, you can't eat until you take masrot vadai. Because after all, there's an isur de we saw this recently to separate trumot and masrot from a distance, and therefore, since this guy is a chaver, we know that chaverim do not separate trumot and masrot from a distance. Therefore, the basket of figs that are there are certainly tevel, and you could, and once you bring them into the house, you can certainly uh, take them with the bracha and tzvadai. Now, I'm a rebbe, Rabbi said, "I think I'm more correct than my father. Why?" Because better that we should suspect that the chaverim are separating truma from a distance, which is a light isur as we're going to say, rather than the fact that they we should suspect that they're feeding ameha arets tevel. Now our comment is we're going to come back to this, but the only disagreement between Rabbi and his father is. Do we suspect that Kohanim take Chuma from a distance? So Rav Shesh brought this whole thing to prove, but you see that we know that a Shleya Choseh which means that when the Am Haaretz is going to pick up the fruit from the Chavar tree, the Chavar certainly did the right thing to this fruit. And says, this is a different chazaka. In other words, Rav Nachman is having to concede several points. And that is, there are certain areas where we know, we have a chazaka, again, the same word. We know that people behave a certain way, straight and narrow. We know that the, uh, kohanim, that the Beitin in, in the mikdash brings the, uh, brings the Korban homer on time. We know that the Beitin Kohanim does not walk out of the Lishka until all of the money that's been used up or that's been given for Korbanot that day has been used up for Korbanot, brought that day. That's why the woman can eat Kodshim that night. And now he says, we have a Chazaka that a Chavar never lets anything leave his hands if it's not mitukan. So if he told the Yama you can go and take that basket, you know it's got to be mitukan. But that doesn't reflect on the general principle of Chazaka or not. So Rahman again, is having to answer all of these by saying, that's different. Now, Amar Mar. Now we're going to look back at the Machog between in Rebbe and his father. Medvar Moim Bam Ha'aretz V'chaveh O'chel V'einot Wased V V'Rebbe and then R. G. Gamaliel said the opposite which is O'chel and Laser V'adai. Now, Ha'yam Ha'aretz to Ka'amr Le'loman. Wait a second. You said it's an Amar Aretz. The Amar Aretz is the owner of the tree in the first case. Medvar Moim Bam Who is he telling to go collect fruit? If he's telling another Amaretz, so Masran Dmai, why would he take Dmai? Meet Sayyid, he's not going to listen to us. The Amaretz doesn't listen to us, which is why there's to come Dmai. It must be that the Amaretz owns the tree, and the Chavir is collecting. But Amas Seifa, at the end of this discussion, is Nirin right. Divai, uh, the Divai Abba. said, I think I'm more correct than my father. Because mutav mutav shei chashdu chaverim li trom shalom no kaf lo echlu yachilu. I'm an arutz tvalin. Now I'm an arutz my boyata. But according to what you just said, the guy eating is the chaver. So Ravina reish of amar tzemala chaver seif chaver tzemala arutz. And actually works out very well. He says that the first part of this braita is a case where the amar owns a tree. And he's telling a chaver go collect. And so we're saying the chaver has to take d'may or not take Tamai. But if it's a chaver, it's a chaveir saying to an Amaretz. All right? Uh, but why would the Amaretz care? The answer is chaver chaveir shom'o. There's another chaver who overhears this. So now this chaver has to reason, well, my buddy either did or didn't, Rabbi verse 1 Gamliel, take shom'ot and from this stuff. It's not tevel or it may be tevel because of minamukaf. And therefore, if this Amaretz sells it to me, what do I do? Or, perhaps I can intervene and tell the Amaretz what to do, and he will listen. Now, Rabbi Savar, Otoch so Rebbe's point is that the Khaver who overheard it can eat from that fruit and not take Masroth. Because certainly the first Haver, the, 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 the beneficent fellow who was giving his fruit to the amarets, took Masroth. That second Khaver who overheard it should not eat until he separates Masroth. Because the first Khaver certainly did not take remote control Masrot. And Rabbi said, it's said, "Now, what's the about Rebbe and his father? better for a neighbor, and a will feel this way. It's better for me to violate a light yisur. That's what he calls it. As opposed to me being the cause of this Amar, it's violating a big yisur of eating do whatever he wants. But I'm not going to violate even the smallest law, including remote control, trumot and masrot. Okay, we'll pick it up in the next mishnah, lamud bet, amud bet. We're going to talk about where to place the eruv in the case of eruv trumin and where it is a valid placement and an invalid placement, and we'll go from there. In the meantime, but should have a wonderful day.